Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Got a special interview for you all today with Luke McFarlane, one of the stars of Bros, which is out in theaters September 30th. He stars alongside Billy Eichner, of course, from Billy on the Street. Billy co-wrote the movie, and I got a chance to see it early. And I loved it so much. Truly, madly, deeply, cannot recommend it to you all enough. I swear I'm not just saying that. I thought it was funny, charming, romantic, lovely, all of the things. And it sort of got that bridesmaids knocked up feel to it because it was produced by Judd Apatow. However, this movie is comprised of all LGBTQ actors. Miss Lawrence, of course, for Housewives fans out there from Real Houses of Atlanta, is wonderful in it. There's so many different people who get to shine. And I just hope everyone goes to the theaters to see it because I need more LGBTQ rom-coms in my life. I consider myself a rom-com expert, and I've been waiting years and years to get these kinds of movies on screen. So I hope you get a ticket and go see it. And I've been wanting to chat with Luke for a while now, because not only is he in this big-budget gay rom-com, but he also starred in one of my all-time favorite shows, Brothers and Sisters, which aired on ABC with Sally Field, Calista Flockhart, Rob Lowe. It was around 2006-ish. He played Scotty, which was one of the gay characters who was in a relationship with Kevin Walker. Oh, I loved I loved that show so much, so I've been wanting to talk to him about that. Also, he's a Hallmark leading man. I love the Christmas movies on Hallmark. I have a whole separate holiday movie podcast that I do, which we're ramping up for our season four, which will be out later this year. But I love covering those holiday movies, and Luke starred in a million of them. So I was just so thrilled to get to talk to Luke. So I hope you all enjoy this chat as much as I did. Get your ticket to Bros. Go see it so that it makes a ton of money, and then we get 100 more LGBTQ movies, right? I mean, earlier this year, we had the wonderful Fire Island, which was on Hulu, when we chatted with Joel Kim Booster, who wrote that movie here on Everything Iconic. If you haven't listened to that chat, you can check it out in the podcast feed. But I want all of these gay people to be able to express themselves, and I just hope we get more and more and more of them. Because I want them. You know, I'm trying to get my own LGBTQ movies off the ground. So see this one so that those executives will say, hey, Danny, we want your script next. You know, let's get that going. Come on, people, got to get it going. Anyway, uh, I hope you all enjoy this. I'm going to put it up on the YouTube channel. So if you want to watch it, you can watch it at youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Get my book. It's called How Do I Unremember This? Wherever books are sold. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And with all of that said, Please enjoy my chat with the wonderful, the charming, the very, very handsome. I mean, this man's a gorgeous man. I mean, forget it. Matt, get the fan. I need to be fanned off after I finish chatting with him over Zoom. So uh, please enjoy. I love you all so much. Bye-bye. Hi. I'm very uh, happy to meet you. I The publicists are very excited that I'm talking to you. Oh, good. I loved you so much on Brothers and Sisters. I'm a Hallmark junkie, too, so I just am excited to talk to you. How are you, Luke? 
I'm really good. I'm very happy to be doing this press junket for a movie that I'm really proud of. I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about people having to do press junkets for movies where they're like, yeah, yeah, it was great. Everyone had a good time. But I really love this movie. So I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. There's a, an infamous story about Rosie O'Donnell doing press for Exit to Eden, where she brought a dog with her on the press junket so that they she would just be able to pivot every question to the dog. That's funny you bring up that movie, Exit to Eden, because like as a young gay man, that was one of the rare opportunities where I could like see a little bit of skin. I remember that movie because of all the men running around in their loincloths. I just remember the trailer moment of Rosie in, in like a dominatrix outfit. See, I, yeah. I, I should rewatch it because that's the only skin I remember. Uh, I, I also remember a bit or a lotsy, if you will, with a leaf blower because I think she was like a grounds crew person. Yes. That's all the pop culture references you're going to get out of me. No, I love it. Luke, I want to get into bros, but will you just humor all of my brothers and sisters questions? Absolutely. Okay, so first of all, I have to say, I was thinking about this last night. I was rewatching episodes on Hulu, and I think for me, this was one of, one of, if not the most important piece of pop culture when it came to me coming out to my family because it premiered in 2006, and it was a show that my mom and I both connected on. She was like obsessed with Sally Fields, and I, of course, just love Sally and, and the family drama of it all. But I remember like watching it with her on Sunday nights and sometimes looking at how she would respond to the Scotty and Kevin storyline and seeing if yeah. she accepted it and what she thought of how Nora accepted it. And it might sound silly, but it was so important. And I remember that being a lot of the catalyst because I saw that she was comfortable enough with that relationship on screen. And yeah. so I felt comfortable. I was a young man in Ohio then coming out to her. So do you still hear from people that that had a profound effect on? I mean, obviously I'm telling you now, but do you hear from others? <laughs> I do. I, I, I actually do. That is one of the things that people say to me is specifically, um, you know, gay men of a certain age. They, they say exactly what you told me, Danny, is like that it helped them come out to your parents. And I think a lot about the queer community and also what what family means, and I think of the generations that came before us, family meant sort of chosen family, finding your family, finding people that understood you. And I think where brothers and sisters was different and how I also related to it was your immediate family um, is is also part of the accepting the acceptance of it. Um, I think I think most mothers on some level want to be a little bit like Sally Field. And for her to show the world that you can love your gay son, even if it is fictional, which I also think is uh, true in Sally's case. I think her son, son Sam. Sam, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have a funny story about that. Sam, when we were filming Brothers and Sisters, Sally one day said to me, uh, I'd like you to meet my son. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, but what does your son do? And I could notice this like hesitance from her. And um, she was like, yeah, I just think you'd, you'd like to meet him. I was like, oh, okay, what does Sam want to do? And she goes, Sam wants to go into sports journalism. And I was like, oh, that, that sounds wonderful. And I could, I could feel all this tension underneath what she was trying to say. And I don't think Sam had actually come out to her yet. And she was maybe looking for a way to sort of encourage it. And once I kind of finally sort of sensed what she was trying to say, I was like, Sam, Sam's going to need to take his own time, Sally. I, I, think, it would be, I think it would be hard to be your son. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could only imagine. I feel like yeah. I would. Yeah, I know Sam a bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this story to him. He's gonna. Oh man! Oh, no, I feel bad. No, oh god! No, no, don't feel bad. I'm sure he'll love it. 
Uh, she was incredibly sweet about it. I'm sure. I mean, she's Sally Field. Come on. Um, but what did you learn on the set of Brothers and Sisters? I imagine there must have been so many conversations back in 2006 about like how much sex you can show and how much kissing between you and and the Kevin character. And I wonder, did you notice a big shift from then to doing bros where bros <laughs> is very outwardly gay in such a beautiful way? And I loved seeing such a gay movie. Um, but I wonder, did you notice the conversations different or what was that evolution like for you as an actor? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, I've spent a lot of this press tour talking about the three ways and the four ways that Bobby and Aaron get up to. But believe it or not, I challenge my uh, challenge your listeners to remember the scene where Kevin and Scotty almost had a three way. Do, do you know? Who and, it yeah, was I vaguely it? remember. Wait, who? No, Jill's. Was it Jill's Marini? No, no, no. Gills no. was, uh, Gilles was, um, no, it wasn't Gills, but he was another sort of, uh, from the Sex in the City universe, if you will. Murray Bartlett? Was it? <laughs> no, was he okay. in Sex in the City? He was in an episode of Sex in the City, yeah. No, it wasn't Murray Bartlett. Uh, he was Samantha's boyfriend at one time. Oh, Smith Jared. Yes, I remember. Okay. Yes, remember. Jason Lewis. Jason Lewis and Kevin and Scotty almost had a three way, but in the, you know, tradition of, television rom-coms i think there was a knock at the door and we all kind of freaked out a little bit right yeah it didn't you can't show that thank yeah. you crtc uh there's all these reports about drama on the set was there drama because towards the end of brothers and sisters it was like people were coming and going luke it was like this character's <laughs> coming in that character's leaving we didn't know who was in the cast by season five it was a big mess and i love the show so so much but by the end it was a mess so was there <laughs> was drama happening on the set tell me about it uh, I love the frankness of there was people coming and going. Um, I think I, I felt really actually protected, you know, Kevin and Scotty, for whatever reason, sort of we we were kind of like a protected sort of little thing. And and both Matthew and I really loved working with each other. And I think we were always kind of easy. We we really I can't think of any time when Matthew or I had particularly issues with the script. So I was very much outside of all that drama. Um so it was Callista and Rob, or who was it? <laughs> I am not naming names. Um, I honestly, I truly like one of the superpowers that I do not have is like hearing gossip and pa- I, I'm just not good at it. I don't think people like to tell me. They figure maybe because I'm Canadian, I'll just, yeah, you know, I'll be able to keep a secret. Yeah. So I actually, I, I can't tell you anything. I do remember being surprised when we didn't come back. I actually. I finished that season. I went to Broadway. I did the Normal Heart, and uh, it was during the run of the Normal Heart that I found out the show was canceled, which is kind of a terrifying moment in any actor's career when you're like, "Oh boy, what now?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, two more questions with brothers and sisters. One: What is the biggest lesson you learned from Sally Field, acting wise? Sally Field did not like pull any punches. I remember her working with a young actor on the show. And this young actor was, you know, a young actor and Sally was not having it. And she, I just remember her stopping and going like, what do you want? What do you want? Like the, you know, sort of acting 101. And, uh, whenever I had scenes with Sally, there was a little extra sort of attention, a little bit more pen and paper time to sort of really figure out the character and the scene. And she loved that. She is like a worker. I, I was renovating my house when I was doing Brothers and Sisters, and I remember coming to set, and I had, like, blisters on my hands, and she was like, tell me what your labor was. And I was like, oh, I was digging a ditch. And she was like, oh, I love it. I wish I could dig a ditch. And I think that speaks to her sort of attitude about work. She is a worker. Yeah. And uh, 
she she certainly is like you know an icon and glamorous and famous but like at the end of the day she digs in and works yeah i think it was so fun to watch because all of you were such great and are such great actors that it was just fun to see like some scenery chewing and some drama and i thought i i hope i don't know this was my last question could it ever come back for some sort of like reunion movie or something or is it because of the drama on the set that it'll never come back the drama that i'm still very oblivious <laughs> to uh, maybe I was to... reading in this like message board last night, Luke. I got oh, in this really? like crazy. I was in some sort of spiral because I was on this message board, and they were like, "This is why Rob and Callista had all their scenes separate." And then there was like this affair between Emily and Dave and Sally. I mean, there was like all this crazy stuff, and I was like, "Man, I need to know all of it now." There needs to be yeah. a book. Totally oblivious to that, and you know, if it's on the internet, it's totally true, right? right? right. So- and none to- of them were verified sources. I mean, it's just people on a message board saying, "I heard this," and I was eating it all up. Again, very true. Um, uh, what was your question? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm good friends with David Marshall Grant, who ended up um, sort of uh, show running uh, in the last couple of seasons. And I, whenever I see David, I'm like, David, David, the Walker family should get together for like a, an English style Christmas special, you know, yes. a sort of two hour type thing. Um, I would love to see that. Like Downton Abbey gets together every year for a movie. Like, let's get the Walkers together. Exactly. I, I'm all about that. Um, I'd love to see ABC get on board with that. All right. The walkers walked so that This Is Us could run. Uh, okay. I got to talk about Rose. I love this so much. What was it like being on a set with so many LGBTQ actors? I must imagine it must have been fun in the makeup trailer to be surrounded by so many people who understood each other's references and, and yeah. touchstones. Yeah, yeah. That the common vocabulary was excellent. But I think the thing that I really took the most from it was that we were all very grateful to be there. I've been on a lot of sets for a long time and, you know, it might surprise people to hear that sometimes people are pretty grumpy on sets, you know, a lot of big personalities and stuff. But everybody seemed to be so aware of the specialness and the opportunity that they were given. So there was a tremendous amount of gratitude. And uh, Nick Stoller, our director, runs a very chill set. Um, so that was also also a wonderful thing. It was so nice to see even the smaller roles populated by LGBTQ people because uh, I've been auditioning recently myself. And what I find is that oftentimes the gay character is always the assistant. And it's like, there's that one role in the project and he's an assistant to the lead woman or whatever. And so it was nice to just see a whole movie populated with LGBTQ actors and being able to shine. There were so many different people in it that got to have their moments. And yeah, yeah. and like every other Judd Apatow production where you watch it and it's like that little role. I remember, I think it was Knocked Up, Kristen Wiig had like a, a one scene thing, but it was so memorable because she was so good in that role. Yeah. Wow. I actually have to go back and, and look at that. I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, Judd Apatow has tradition of sort of giving people opportunities. You know, he brought us Melissa McCarthy and like even Steve Carell before a 40-year-old version were kind of unknown to a lot of people. So I think he's excited that uh, he gets to maybe help take credit for introducing a lot of these uh, very funny people to the wider the wider world. Luke, you've been doing this press tripe and seeing you guys everywhere. What's the question you're getting the most? Obviously, I'll avoid that one, but I should have asked you that at the beginning. What's the one question I, people keep saying to you? Well, first of all, I, I very much appreciate your interview style, and I okay, love that yeah. you drop that in there. Um, I think I get a lot of questions about how are you similar to Aaron, which is a totally fair question. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Every actor, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to separate yourself out from your, your character, but, you know, I get that one a lot. 
are you guys feeling a lot of pressure? Because I think there's so much criticism amongst the gay community. And then of course there's all this pressure because it is a big wide release studio film that's going to be in theaters. And even I feel like the talking points must be a clusterfuck because you, you want to let everyone know how historic this is without also talking poorly about any of the other brilliant, wonderful movies that have come along. And Absolutely. I actually saw Judd yesterday at a panel and, Judd is really funny, obviously, and um, he was, he's quiet. And I sort of realized, like, you know, Judd is a straight man that helped produce this, and Nick Stoller is a straight man that helped produce this, and sort of, is there, is that, you know, shouldn't it have been a gay person? So, like, talk about being delicate about the way you have to answer things. Um, they, they have it even harder than, you know, I do. I mean, yeah, the, the queer community wants to see themselves represented because we've been starved for that for the longest time. And not everybody's story, unfortunately, can be told in this movie. I think Billy and Nick in the script did a really good job of showing many of the stories. But, you know, it is it is a particular sort of pressure to be put under. You know, I don't think people said, you know, of Harry and Sally that that was not a representation of a straight relationship. So, you know... Look, it's a privilege to be criticized by people. That means they're listening and paying attention. Yeah, and I hope that people see the movie because it's so well done and so funny and so romantic and charming. And I think a lot of those criticisms are answered throughout the script and the feature. And so I hope I hope people see it. I, I kind of feel like once people are able to get to the movies and see it, a lot of these questions and stuff will be answered and and hopefully satisfied. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more from Luke McFarlane. I want to thank ACAST, and please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills 
skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. What gay movies were you into as a as you were coming up? I mean, of course, this is a big wide release movie, but I always found as a young kid, I would have to seek out those smaller independent gay films. I remember watching Broken Hearts Club on like a Showtime subscription service or, you know, some of those indie movies. So what were some of those that were meaningful to you? You know, unlike Billy, I was not a big consumer of like um, like media. And I think about the the sort of the things that sort of sparked my interest and they weren't really movies. Um, I do remember, I, I, I remember I actually just had the experience and I, I think we'll probably get to Hallmark, but I just worked with Marlo. Oh, well. <laughs> oh uh, and a Hallmark movie. And I was thrilled because Phil Donahue actually came with her. Marlo and Phil have been married for many, many years. And I didn't get a chance to say this to Phil, probably because I chickened out. But, you know, I remember coming home one day from TV, uh, from from school and turning on the TV and seeing the Chippendale dancers on Phil Donahue show. And that, like, Mm -hmm. fundamentally changed my brain. I I didn't understand that that was on TV. And, And granted, these were not gay people, I don't think. But it was that funny thing of, like oh, this is something that interests me. I sort of want more of this. I don't quite understand what this is. And Naked men, you mean? <laughs> I, I've been naked men dancing. <laughs> and I actually specifically, I specifically remember Phil Donahue at the end of the episode saying something to the effect of like, well, I don't know what the censors are going to think of this, but we all had fun, didn't we? And as a kid going like, I had fun right. and I can't tell anybody about this. <laughs> right. I remember sneaking Queer as Folk in my parents' basement. It was on like a, in, at nighttime and I would watch it and I was like, oh my God, what is this? What am I wow. experiencing? Uh, I heard in an interview, you said uh, something about loving Pretty Woman. You watched it with your dad. And uh, yeah. what did you like about Pretty Woman? I mean, I love Julie Roberts. I love Pretty Woman. I'm a huge rom-com junkie. You've got male as my favorite, but I appreciate Julia so much. I, I appreciate Julia. Like, yeah, I, I do. I do remember watching that with my dad. And I mean, that is the epitome of sort of character chemistry. Like that movie is like beautiful performances by two very, very different people. Um, I specifically also remember like watching that with my dad and then like coming back to it and having a conversation with my dad after I learned a little bit more about movies and being like, dad, is this actually like a a good representation? You know, like the man, he's got all the power and she's a prostitute and he bought her. And my dad was like, whatever, it's entertaining. It's funny. Like, stop it. Don't overthink it. Um, but yeah, that, that movie was built on the backs of like brilliant chemistry. And, and that's sort of really my big takeaway from that movie. Well, and there's no chemistry nowadays. I was so excited to watch you guys in bros because I felt like you had a good chemistry with each other. And oftentimes I watch new, newer rom-coms and I'm like, did they even test these people together? Because there's nothing, <laughs> there's no chemistry. And when you watch those movies of the nineties, when you see Tom and Meg together or Julia and Richard or Julia and I mean, she's doing a movie with George Clooney and there was a interview they did with Vanity Fair. And it was like, they have chemistry and that's so important for these. 
Yeah, chemistry is like a really weird thing. I, I admittedly wasn't really thinking about it. And maybe because of Hallmark movies, I sort of understand that and didn't think too much about it. But I remember Billy saying to me after a couple of days of filming that there was a, a sense of relief amongst everybody in the higher ups that we seemed to have chemistry. But like, I, I don't know how you define that. I don't know what yeah. that is. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, it's a star he, quality, Luke. You have the star quality. And you're, I hope to God, I pray to God that you just are in everything because I've always known, known you. Had, known, I've always known, known I've always had, uh, you. <laughs> see, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Okay. You mentioned Hallmark and uh, my personal favorite is a shot at love because I, you did a lot of gray sweatpant work in that film. <laughs> and I really appreciated that. I know it wasn't a Christmas movie. I wasn't a huge fan of shoe at Christmas, but I did love sense sensibility and snowmen. What was your favorite? Oh boy. Oh my gosh. You have dug into the canon. Um, it's so hard to say. I really appreciate these questions. They're very good. I love taking a shot. Love. That was one of my favorite ones to do. I think Alexa Pina Vega. I mean, that's one of the cool things about Hallmark movies. I get to work with actresses like Alexa Pina Vega, who like, I didn't know. Um, I didn't watch the Spy Kids movie, so I didn't really know who she was. I know, totally. I have some friends at the soup kitchen that I volunteer at, and they have no interest in my career. And then when I told them that I was working with the girl from Spy Kids, they lost their minds. Sure. Um, my favorite, you know, it was actually weirdly like, well, I think Taking a Shot Love was actually my favorite. But in the Christmas universe, uh, Christmas Land was one of my favorites. It was like mm-hmm. my first one. And it was me sort of discovering uh, as an actor what these movies were. Like, I, I didn't watch them before. So I remember thinking like, wow, these, these movies are – they're very charming. They're so and good. Not, and not understanding that there was a whole audience for them. Which, by the way, speaks to a sort of – a lack of romance in culture right now. That's why people watch them on repeat. Well, and Luke, I could do a whole thesis about this because what Hallmark does so brilliantly with their Christmas movies is they fill every inch of screen with Christmas. And I think a lot of times when I see some of the other networks, Lifetime does it sort of well too, but they don't fill the screen with the coziness that Hallmark does. And so they do it so brilliantly. And I'm so happy is is actually something that's said on set. We need Christmas in every shot. And sometimes you'll find wreaths in places that wreaths should not be. (laughs) And I'm so glad you're still doing it. It was just announced you're doing one with Alison Sweeney. And I was a little nervous. I think it was an interview maybe with Hollywood Reporter or something. And and you were talking about some of the sex scenes and bros and that sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, well, they're not going to have me. You sort of made a joke about it. And it was just announced you're doing more. And I know you did single all the way last Christmas, which I loved. Uh, I had uh, Michael and Philomena on this show. Did I say Filament? Phil- uh, Philomena was a very sad gay movie. Right, um, right. Yeah. Why, why am I mixing that up? Uh, Philemon. Philemon. Yeah. It was so great. And I loved, I loved it. So is there a chance of doing a gay Christmas movie for Hallmark Channel? Because they've sort of started expanding. Finally, it's taken them way too many years. And I always get pissed because... They would be doing 40 new movies and then there'd be not a single gay person in any of the films. And now finally the past couple of years, they're starting to slowly catch up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like everybody we're, we're sort of playing catch up and there's mm-hmm. like, there's fear, you know, there's, there's fear in anything new. Um, one of the cool things that Hallmark does is if you've worked with them a certain amount of time, they ask you if you have some ideas. And so I'm in the very, very early stages of maybe developing something with them. So we will see. That's 
basically all I can tell you because it's very, very early stages. Well, Luke, I'm a writer too. So if you need someone, you give me a call. I actually saw. Yes. I, saw, and, and I really wanted to ask you about your book because that is one of the best um, titles of a book. Oh, thank um, you. I don't remember this. That's a very smart title. I'm pretty sure Brothers and Sisters is mentioned in the book as one of my gay awakenings. I'm sure in there somewhere. Um, oh. But thank you. Okay, Luke, I uh, have a little lightning round, a little rom-com lightning round for you. But you're not a big pop culture junkie, though. So I wonder if you'll get these. I probably will not. But like, enjoy the sort of folly that will be my answers. We'll see what happens. Uh, You've got mail or sleepless in Seattle. (laughs) Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, because Seattle is where one of my best friends is from. Okay, wait, Luke. So you're not a big pop culture junkie, but you do like country music, right? Sure do. I sure do. Who do we like in country music? Because I'm a country music fan, too. I am a big Eric Church fan. I really like Lee Bryce. Um, Garth Brooks is always at the top of the list. Um, Marion Morris, I think, is amazing. Marion, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Miranda Lambert. It was just whispered to me by my publicist because I. I <laughs> Uh, I'm also, uh, who, what album I've been listening to recently? An- Angelina Presley. I don't know oh, if I you're, know her. Uh, this is really great song called groundswell. And it's sort of about being on the road and the difficulty of that. And maybe not totally breaking through. And it's one of those songs that I listen to when, uh, when it's, when it's tough. I just had a very a dramatic emotional moment about a week ago where I was crying to Miranda Lambert's the house that built me. I was just in one of those spaces, you know, when you need to kind of get it out. I was like, yeah. I'll just listen to this on repeat. And then I was, then I stuffed it all in. Um, okay, back to the lightning round. Uh, something's got to about that. We should talk more about that. You have a tale for another time. Hack, baby. Uh, something's got to give or the holiday. Have you seen either of those? <laughs> something's got to give is uh, Diane Keaton, right? Yes. Jack Nicholson, uh, Nancy Myers directed. I, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Uh, Meg Ryan or Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. Sandra Bullock or Queen Latifah? Oof, tough, but I'm going to have to say Sandra Bullock. Do you have a favorite Reese Witherspoon movie? Uh, <laughs> um, I remember the commercial so well. For uh, you know what, I was just I was just about to blow it. I was going to say How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and that is not her. No, so that is Kate Hudson, how dare you? Luke. I don't. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I told you I was going to be bad at this. It's okay. Uh, the this is something I ask all of my guests, their favorite Mariah Carey song. <laughs> what, are you, what are you giggling about, Luke? You don't even know a Mariah Carey song? Come I don't on. Know. Okay, one, can I ask one. you something probably personal and you can tell me to fuck off? But were you dating Wentworth Miller when he was in the Mariah Carey videos? Am I making I, that up? I'm not going to answer any part of that question, but I really appreciate your sort of ballsy journalism. I had to ask. <laughs> Because, yeah, there were rumors. I feel like, so can we assume it was We Belong Together? Uh, My favorite Mariah Carey song? Yeah. Or is there another one? I, I... I, I truly can't. <laughs> I truly can't tell you a Mariah Carey song. There's a I, remix of one in the Bros movie. Yeah, Heartbreaker I think is in there. And Billy's friends with Mariah, and I'm interviewing him next week, and I'm going to tell him that you didn't know a single Mariah Carey song, Luke Hunter. Well, I, you know, Mariah Carey threw a party for Billy to do a screener. I'm still waiting for Garth Brooks to throw a party for me, where he gets <laughs> a sequence cowboy hat that says Bros on it because Mariah Carey's little little number that she wore is pretty. 
damn spectacular. Maybe we could meet in the middle of Garth and Mariah with like, Shania Twain or something. Maybe she could throw a party. I don't know. That don't impress me much. I can talk about Shania Twain for sure. Oh, I love Shania. Uh, come on. When the, the the beginning of Man, I Feel Like a Woman, there's nothing better. I got kicked out of a Shania concert in Vegas once. No, Shania Twain's from Ontario, which is my home province. A province is like a state for some of your American listeners. Did you watch the documentary on Netflix about Shania? No, I didn't actually. Oh, so you're not you a real fan. About Garth Brooks? No, I did not. <laughs> well, you're not a real fan. What's the Garth song that I love? Um, what's his big number? His big biggest hit is the. I remember it in college, it was like something that played all the time. I don't You've know, got friends in low places. Yep, and he's a uh, um, the dance. Right. Uh, Luke, sexiest man alive. If you were choosing for People Magazine, who would you choose? You can't say me. I mean, you could, but it's. <laughs> um, who is the sexiest man alive? Um, Got to be an actor, singer, or someone like that. No, I know. I'm not going to name some obscure Russian novelist. Well, sometimes, uh, sometimes people are like my husband. I get mad at them because I'm like, we don't know who your husband is. You got to say George Clooney. You know, figure it out. Uh, you know, it's hard to say because, uh, you know, people at certain points in history, I, I do remember watching Thelma and Louise and thinking that Brad Pitt was the sexiest man, but he has held that spot for many, many years. Um, with the hairdryer in that scene. I mean, it's incredible. Oh, talk about iconic. Um, that's a good choice. Yeah. Um, Luke, what's next for you? What do you want to tackle next? Like I, I think this movie is going to be hopefully a big, huge hit and everyone's going to want you in your movies because you're so charming. You're so gorgeous, all of the things. So like, what, what would you like to do next? Like what's on your dream list in terms of acting? Well, I'm lucky. I actually did just finish doing uh, the first season of a Apple TV show with uh, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, where I play Rose Byrne's husband. Um, the show is called Platonic and it's Nick Stoller. So Nick who directed bros asked me if I would like to be in this show. Uh, so I just filmed that. I think it comes out November-ish. Um, and then looking down the road, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I I, I love, you know, action adventure. I did a television series for five seasons that not a lot of people watched, but I was very proud of called Killjoys on the Sci-Fi Network. And I, I discovered how much I enjoy doing sort of action stuff. Um, so, like, the, the true fantasy would be to sort of be, a, a, you know, a dude that that gets into some action. We need to get you in a Marvel movie or something, or maybe, I don't know, something else. Something else. I don't know. So you probably didn't even watch Will and Grace. Did you watch Will and Grace? Did it mean anything to you when, because Deborah Messing is one of the only two sort of non LGBTQ performers in this film. And it's a a small cameo. And that one has been revealed in the press. So I'm not spoiling anything, but did it mean, did you watch that show? I absolutely did watch that show because, you know, maybe I'm not super pop culture sort of uh, literate, but I mean, talk about great performances, like across the board, like brilliant performances. And yeah, I watch Megan Mullally crush it constantly. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely did watch that. I'm so fascinated by the drama on that set when they did the reboot, because there was all these rumors. Luke, you don't even know, but there were all these rumors behind those scenes. Um, really? Well, yeah. they were all being paid very well. I often like yeah. to think like I would be very well behaved if I was making that much money. Okay, now I got to let you go. Where would Scotty and Kevin be today? They'd still be together, right? I think that they would be. I think that they would be. We ended the show. We had we had two children. So, uh, you know, if I'm doing the math, we'd have like a 10-year-old and like a 
a 16-year-old. So, you know, we'd be thinking about colleges and schools. Um, gosh, it's, it's actually fascinating to think about that. Yeah. Well, we need that Walker family Christmas. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Luke, thank you so much for taking the time. Bros is out September 30th. Truly such a pleasure and an honor and a delight to get to talk to you. I've been such a huge fan of yours and, and your work in particular has meant so much to me as a, a baby gay and as an adult gay watching you run around in sweatpants on the Hallmark Channel is important. I important really work. appreciate that. Thank you so much for all thank the smart you. questions. And congrats on the movie. Thank you, Luke. Bye. 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 